Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is January 25th, 2024. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Readings by Me. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, when we least expect it, life sets us a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change. At such a moment, there is no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not ready yet. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. A week is more than enough time for us to decide whether or not to accept our destiny. Paolo, uh, I always mess up his name. Paolo Coleo, the devil and Miss Krim. I have to say, I really relate to this quote today. I think um, I kind of had this moment and it's really hard to explain unless you've experienced it. But you almost can feel yourself at this precipice, right? You literally have that like spiritual experience of I am standing at this moment where I can go right and maybe I feel bad about it and maybe I feel like I'm disappointing people and maybe I'm letting myself down or I can lean into something that will swallow me up forever. And it's hard to choose, especially when the thing that, that will swallow you up, it's so alluring and you love it and you genuinely feel a part of it, but you know that there's no going back, you know, and it can be, it can be scary to choose the thing that maybe is less exciting or the thing that maybe you feel like you're disappointing people or maybe you feel like you failed in some way because the alluring thing feels so good to just give into, you know? And I think that's kind of a spiritual moment I'm I'm having right now, I think, where I'm just like, okay, my two options are lean into this thing and I'll never get out or take a step back and reevaluate. But it's hard. There's no perfect answer. All right. So we are talking about cranberries and we've already talked about the history, the magic, the lore. So we're talking about nutrition. So cranberries have vitamin C, magnesium, E, K1, and copper. And it is really well known for helping to prevent urinary tract infections like UTIs. I feel like in movies you always see like the stereotype of a woman chugging cranberry juice. It's also uh, possible to help prevent stomach cancer and ulcers. It's also good for heart health. Again, those antioxidants. Um, it can help increase your levels of HDL and lo lower your levels of LDL. It can help lower blood pressure as well. 
Now, there can be side effects such as kidney stones. So if you're kind of prone to that, which I am, um, you can just be a little bit more nauseous. All right, going into some headlines. This is, this is from the University of South Carolina. I love when we get like academic updates. So I guess they did a study. Are ghosts real? A social psychologist examines the evidence. And this was posted October 25th of last year. So just a few months ago. Is it possible for there to be ghosts? And this was a question submitted by a little girl named Madeline, who was 11. They write, certainly lots of people believe in ghosts. A spirit left behind after someone who was alive has died. In 2021, a poll of 1,000 American adults, 41% said they believe in ghosts, and 20% said they had to personally experience them. This includes the owner of a retail shop near my home who believes that his place is haunted. When I asked what most convinced him, he sent me dozens of eerie security camera video clips. He also brought in ghost hunters who reinforced his suspicions. Some of the videos show small orbs of light gliding around the room, and others you can hear faint voices and loud bumping sounds when no one's there, and one even shows a book flying off a desk. So are ghosts possible? People may think they're experiencing ghosts when they hear strange voices, see moving objects, witness balls of wisps of light, or even translucent people. Yet no one describes ghosts as aging, eating, breathing, or using bathrooms, despite plumbers actually receiving calls about uh, ghost flushing toilets. So could ghosts be made of a special kind of energy that hovers and flies without dissipating? that's the case, that means when ghosts glow, move objects, or make sounds, they are acting like matter, something that takes up space and has mass, like wood, water, plants, people. Conversely, when passing through walls or vanishing, they must not act like matter. But centuries of physics research have found like nothing like this exists, which is why physicists say ghosts can't exist. And so far, there's just not much proof. So, of course, we have ghost hunting shows, devices, things like that. But I'm uh, personally, me personally, I don't really buy the ghost hunting equipment thing because I don't really know what, like, manufacture that. I don't know what it's measuring, you know? And like, I don't know. That's just not much for me. But like, there are, the thing about spirits and ghosts is that it relies on anecdotal experience, right? It's experiences, it's not proof, which scientists aren't going to like, you know? So what do they conclude? The one final consideration, virtually all ghost experiences involve impediments to making accurate perceptions and judgments. Lighting, emotional arousal, sleep phenomena, social influences, culture, um, understanding how these devices work, prior beliefs, and personality traits. So, are ghosts real? There's no proof, but anecdotal. So, that's kind of our answer. This is a really cute little blog. It's basically a blog where children can write in to the University of South Carolina to answer questions. I think it's super freaking cute. And I love that they're taking these questions seriously, you know? All right. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. 
Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, January 25th. The full moon shines proudly in Leo today. Here, the moon opposes the Sun-Pluto conjunction. Pluto has made quite the shift as it moved into Aquarius a couple of days back. The entrance of Pluto into Aquarius with the Sun was fairly dramatic, and the full moon highlighting the coupling of Pluto and the Sun is no less pronounced. Full moons are often a culmination point, and this one feels as if we're taking a nice long look at what we've accomplished over the last 15 years while Pluto moved through Capricorn. As with anything, this ending heralds a new beginning. We're right at the start of a fresh new era as we will watch Pluto transform the Aquarius space for the next 20 years. So pay attention to what this full moon is showing you. It could be a meaningful indication of what's to come. Your daily moon mantra is, not all who wander are lost. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Only the elusive and exclusive witches, eminent in their communities and ever attuned to the murmurs of the world, are privy to the Grimoire Society's monthly missive. Not for the frivolous, obtuse, or inattentive, our serial caters to the creme de la creme of witching society, imparting knowledge, amusement, and the art of conjuration at every turn of the moon. Safely ensconced within your witch's cabinet, nestled between the eye of Newt, or consider presenting a subscription to the fledgling witch, new to the neighborhood with a yearning for the enchanting camaraderie of the witching world. Only $5 an issue, free shipping, U.S. only, at thegrimoiresociety.com. All right, we are back. So on January 18th, um, I'm a little late, I apologize. I wanted to talk about the holiday of Day of Danu, which again was last week, uh, but we're talking about it now. Maybe you can still celebrate. Um, as you know, I'm not a big believer that uh, holidays have to be done on the exact day. I think it's all about the experience, the celebration, the season, things like that. So what is Day of Danu? And this comes to us from CelebratePaganHolidays.com. So Danu is a mother goddess in the Celtic and Irish traditions. She is the goddess of fertility, creation, water, and the land. We celebrate the day of Danu on January 18th. So who is Danu? She is considered a hypothetical or reconstructed goddess because there are no surviving texts or artworks attributed to her. So much of her remains a mystery. A creator goddess, she is connected to earth and water. She is a goddess of fertility, abundance, and prosperity. Danu is also referred to as Anu, is often associated with water. She commands rivers and helps humans find wells or springs. There is quite an argument among linguists on where her name comes from. Some say she corresponds with the Vedic primordial, uh, primordial goddess uh, water goddess Danu. Her name means to flow or river in the Scythian language. Other linguists relate her name to the old Latin uh, buenos, meaning good. 
So there is lingual evidence that her reach extended off of the islands of Great Britain and Ireland, and the Danube River in Eastern Europe is probably a tribute to her. She corresponds to the Welsh ancestor goddess Dawn. In the modern neo-pagan tradition, Danu is seen as both primordial and a triple goddess. She is also associated with the great oak, Bile. It is said when he was a seedling, Bile drank of her waters and became a great tree. He produced two acorns, which became their children, Bridget and Dagda. Fun fact, there is a successful Irish folk band called Danu. Several geographical places are named for her, including Paps of Anu and Well of Seagay. So this is really interesting because, you know, we have a lot of kind of mothery uh, goddesses. But I think what I find interesting about Danu is that she is the goddess of water and water is the source of all life. So it's not just kind of this like mother nurturing thing. It is this life source sort of goddess, which I think is really, really interesting. And you can also see why it would come up around this time or why people would celebrate her in the harsh mid, like middle of winter, because people are desperate for life, right? When middle of the winter, uh, you know, was life or death, people would be eager for life. Um, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and we're going to keep going. Mm. So let's talk a little bit more. So there is the Tuatha de Danann, which is the tribe of the goddess Danu. It's a pantheon of Irish Gaelic people. Danu is the mother of gods and she was believed to have suckled the gods as children. So she's literally the mother goddess of all the gods. So the Tuatha de Danann is an ancient culture that predates the ancestors of modern Irish. Lore says that they were extremely wise and gifted in magic and were cast from the heavens because of this. Archaeological evidence shows that they arrived about 1000 BCE and were a highly skilled group of people who made many cultural advancements. Now, these people are very much connected to the Fae. Uh, it is believed they were cast to earth and they hid in the misty mountaintops and thus became associated with Fae. So let's talk about some correspondences for Danu. Uh, it's Irish pantheon. Uh, its abode is rivers. Animals are salmon, snake, and seagulls. Colors, blue, white, silver, earthy greens. Divination, water scrying. Elements, water and earth. Plants, mugwort, mint, thyme, and Irish moss. Planet, moon. Stones, river stones, clear quartz, amber, aquamarine, and green adventurine. Symbols, black cauldron, river, sea, bodies of water, wind, earth, moon, and crown. Wood, apple, hawthorn, and elder. And consort, bile. So uh, this author, let me see who the author is. This author, oh, there's no attribute attribution oh no anyways this author said that i created an altar to go along with the ritual below as it is winter and as i write this i used white and green candles blue cloth a pitcher of water i placed water related crystals on the altar and used a flowering primrose potted plant to represent wildflowers i sang along with the song after completing the ritual between steps eight and nine 
So uh, this author shares a ritual, which I'll link to in our episode description and our link tree if you would like to celebrate Danu. Uh, But let's say you're not really into goddess or god worship or deity worship, and instead you're like, I just like the symbolism. You know, the point of Danu or the point of the holiday, I don't know if you hear the plane flying overhead, the point of the holiday is, again, this I mean, it, she is the mother of life, of all existence. And again, when it's midwinter and things are frozen and people are having to figure out which animals are worth feeding, um, it can get real dire, right? So what could be a really fun exercise to do today is to think, what right now in my life? Think of, take, take inventory of your life right now the good, the bad, the struggle, the abundance, all the bits, and think, okay, me and my life right now, what am I craving? What flicker of light do I need? What flicker of existence do I need? And figuring that out, I think, can be very powerful. Me, for example, for me right now, things feel very stressful, right? I've been going through a hard time. um, And really what I need right now is stability and rest. And to the point where it feels life or death, it feels like I'm just trying to crawl my way to a, a breath, you know? And for me, that's my life source right now. That is that flicker that I need to um, find balance and strength. But let's say you do that. Let's say you do that exercise. And wait, why I think it's important is you have to know what you need, right? I think so often we know we need something. We don't know what that something is. And that can be kind of scary, you know, and maybe even unnerving. Um, but let's say you do the exercise and you're like, actually, things are going really great now. right now. I'm I'm really in a good spot. I'm feeling really abundant. I'm feeling really lucky. Things are just working my way. Maybe you can be that flicker of life source for someone else. Maybe you can be Danu to somebody else. You know, maybe you can reach out on social media, your local community page, and be like, hey, I'm making an extra pot of chili this weekend. Does anyone need a pot of chili? Does anyone need meals? Maybe you can fill community fridges. I think it's a good time to be, okay, what is your Danu? And if you don't need a Danu, can you be someone else's? And I think that would be a really beautiful way to honor this kind of flicker of life source uh, during um, a hard time for people, you know? All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Karen Walker. Great name. I know I say it every time, but it's so good. Uh, Karen Walker, you fancy scrumptious spider queen. Elaine Gonzalez, you pretty magical vampire slayer. Rachel Brady, you mystical loyal newborn baby. And Dancing Crone, you cunning rule-breaking sunset. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card poll. Our card today is Snap from Roast Iconic Oracle. 
The finest of the fine, the babeliest of the babies, you are delicious, talented, and cute to boot. The triple threat. Please carry on and show the world how it's done. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, sex headlines, sources. Anything we talk about today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>